0: Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. Our topic today is a tough one. We're gonna talk about substance abuse and COVID-19. Now, as you all know, substance abuse was around way before November, 2019 when COVID-19 came on the scene. However, because of the pandemic and the way many employers have responded to it in terms of having people work at home or having to lay off employees where they've had a hard time getting other work. Yes, even with the great resignation, which we will uh, talk about another time. It's still been very difficult for some people to get work. These factors have really multiplied the effects of substance abuse. And we are seeing so many more issues with our clients where employees are at work and they are under the influence of drugs, recreational or otherwise. They are drunk. They have been drinking all day. The statistics for domestic violence and child abuse have skyrocketed during COVID-19. This has been a very tough time for many of us. Now obviously if you have lost someone due to COVID or you have someone who's been very ill because of COVID, you've had it worse than the rest of us for sure. I'm very lucky that I haven't had anyone who I know closely who has been seriously negatively affected by COVID. At least I didn't think so. And then I talked to a friend last night who I haven't talked to in ages. He said, I need to ask your professional opinion about something. And I said, sure. I thought he was going to ask about, you know, who can be classified as exempt or I want to be an independent contractor or something. And he said, I have a substance abuse issue. I drink too much. And because i've been working at home since february of 2020 i drink all day and by the end of my day i'm not very focused i often don't remember projects that are assigned to me and i need your help and he started to cry and this is someone who is very dear to me and someone i think of as being very strong and not in any way likely to fall victim to substance abuse, but he has. So I you know, got in my fix-it mode, as I tend to do, and we talked about the employee assistance program where he works and his healthcare provider, and we could get him into rehabilitation center. California Labor Code, as many of you know, requires employers to provide individuals with time off if they need to go through rehabilitation for drugs or alcohol. And even the Americans with Disabilities Act and the Fair Employment and Housing Act, they provide protection. Now here's what's interesting. They don't provide protection if you're currently using. So someone who's currently using drugs or alcohol does not have a disability under the definition of the Americans with Disabilities Act or California's Fair Employment and Housing Act. However, once you move into the, I'm trying to get help, I want to seek treatment mode. Now you are protected. So now you're conceivably entitled to a reasonable accommodation. Now remember, reasonable accommodations need to be medically necessary, effective to allow the person to do their job and not impose an undue hardship on the employer. So in California, not only do we have the labor code provisions that protect individuals who need time off for rehabilitation and you might remember those are labor code sections 1025 through 1028. those only apply that by the way to employers with 25 or more employees but as we know even smaller employers with five or more are subject to the provisions of the fair employment and housing act and the california family rights act both of which require Time off for individuals who want to go through rehabilitation. Now, one of the questions I often get from clients is, but Jen, how do I know rehabilitation is going to work? Well, any of you who know me know that I have struggled with my weight my entire life. And I've tried just about every diet and program out there. And I don't really look much different. And one of the things that I've really been thinking about a lot lately is the New York Times has a column this month on being well and being well with eating. And they're talking about intuitive eating, like eating what it feels like your body wants and not being on a diet. It's a new universe for me. This is not the way I think. And I get when I talked to my friend last night, the same sort of feeling about folks who have an issue with drugs or alcohol. It's almost impossible for some of us to figure out how will we ever be on the other side of it? How will we ever figure out how to be not consumed by the drugs or the alcohol or the chocolate croissant, right? And it's such a challenging social issue. I mean, there are so many studies out right now. In fact, one of them, from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that deaths due to substance abuse reached an all time high between April 2020 and April 2021, right? That solid year of COVID-19, the pandemic really had a huge grip on the, on the world, not just the nation, right? There was another study of about a thousand employees that showed one fourth of them have participated in a Zoom or Teams meeting while under the influence of alcohol, marijuana, or other recreational drugs. One in five of those individuals said they've used alcohol, marijuana, or other drugs while working remotely. This year, well, and I should say in 2021, that was a study for 2021, 73% of those individuals who were surveyed said if their employer makes them go back to work, they're really going to have a hard time not being able to use pot or other drugs or drink during the workday. And more than 25% of them said, you know what, one of the benefits of working at home is I can drink all day and I can smoke my pot all day long. So regardless of your personal views about any of these issues, if you're an employer, you hired someone to do a job you hired them to be productive you hired them to accomplish tasks and it's going to be made much more difficult if they're under the influence of drugs or alcohol while they're at home right so even though COVID has brought some positive side effects right for example i really enjoyed being home with my daughter when she wasn't in school i mean it was crazy trying to balance work and being a single mom But it was also a beautiful thing where I got to listen to what she was doing in school all day long and hear what they were studying and be much more of a part of her education than I usually am. So I loved that. Working at home, I have employees who love working at home. And I let them keep working at home. They want to work at home. They get to work at home. That's fine. I personally am super unproductive at home. I find all sorts of things to get my hands in and I don't do what I need to do. But the substance abuse issue is serious. It's one of the major downsides to remote work and to what's going on with the pandemic. So as employers, please think about what you can do to help your employees with these issues. Have an open door. Be available without judgment to help your employees, to, to give them the resources that they need. Understand that you may have some legal obligations to give time off under the labor code or as a serious health condition under the FMLA or the CFRA. Remember, if you don't have 50 or more employees, you're not subject to the federal FMLA, the Family and Medical Leave Act. But if you have five or more, you're subject to the California Family Rights Act, right? You may also have a disability issue. As I mentioned, once somebody is in treatment, they're going through that rehabilitation process, they are protected, they are entitled to a reasonable accommodation. And a reasonably definite leave of absence is often a reasonable accommodation. Now I use reasonably definite because those are legal terms and they go to that effectiveness prong that we've talked about. Remember the three prongs for reasonable accommodation, must be medically necessary, Must be effective to get the person back to work. Must not impose an undue hardship. Remember, undue hardship has a very high standard. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to prove undue hardship, no matter who you are as an employer. But if somebody says, I need to be in rehab indefinitely, well, that's not an effective accommodation to give them time off. It needs to be reasonably definite. Is reasonably definite defined? No, because it's about the circumstances and what's going on. But I want you to at least think about how you can look at taking care of your employees. You've you've got to take care of them. And particularly when we're in the middle of this great resignation where people are leaving for reasons that don't even have anything to do with your workplace, right? They've just decided, well, I guess it's time for me to move on. You want to protect your assets. You want to protect Those people, not only because it's good for your business, but honestly, because it's a good human being, right? We all need to take care of each other during this very challenging time. So think about what you can do to help your employees. Support good health habits, right? Help them with gym benefits. Send them a care package every once in a while if they're working at home. Do what you can and recognize that substance abuse is a medical condition. It's very easy for many of us to have judgment about it, particularly if you were raised in a family as I was, where there was a lot of alcohol and drug abuse. It is hard sometimes for us to separate our own experiences and our own views from what's going on in the workplace. But your job as an HR professional, as an employment lawyer, as an owner of a business, as an Equal Employment Opportunity Officer for a state agency or a county, your job is to be able to separate. Your job is to be able to look at issues and say, I need to be objective, I need to apply the law, I need to apply policies, regardless of what I may personally think about the situation. And remember, you have other tools that you can use. If somebody returns from rehabilitation leave, let's say it's for alcohol or drugs, you can have them sign what we call a last chance agreement, where you can even do testing, which you normally wouldn't be able to do in California without what we call reasonable suspicion, a good uh, reason for doing it, right? It can't just be random off the cuff. When you have a last chance agreement, you've got a reason because somebody's already proven to you that they're not juggling things the way they should. So take the opportunity to learn what is available to you. Figure out what your resources are. Understand what's going on. And you know, one of the things that is my big goal for 2022 is to pause. Think about situations. Think about what you're gonna say. Think about what you're gonna do. Give yourself a little bit of breathing room. We are all so busy and so stressed and there are so many demands on us with cell phones and computers and sometimes I'm in here checking my email on my cell phone and then I got somebody else on hold on the office phone, you just got to take a deep breath. Pause for just a few minutes before you tell someone what you're going to do in response to their request for help. Now remember, it's an entirely different situation if a person does something like get in a car accident on a work trip without telling you they've got an alcohol problem and it's an alcohol-related accident. They're done, right? And there may even be civil liability for them. But if somebody comes to you and says, I need your help, please tell me what I can do. You wanna think that through. You wanna treat that person like they're your favorite employee they may be they may not be but that's okay we owe it to each other the pandemic has been hard enough i'd like to thank you for joining us today on workplace wake up if you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word please share it with others post about it on social media and or rate and review it you can also of course follow us on linkedin Facebook, and Twitter, and email us with questions, comments, or concerns at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.